Dude, some guy tried to um, stop me last night. What do you mean stop you? Like, I was parked at like the car park to, to, and I was leaving. It was like 10.30 at night or whatever it was. Yeah. And like, I saw this guy get out of his car and he like walked away and then I got in my car and like, as I was reversing out, I saw him like slowly walking over to my car and like he had his hand out to like stop me and just fucking drove past him. Just fucking swerved around him. Why was he gonna... No idea. What was he gonna do? No idea. I pretended I didn't see him. I just was sort of looking. I could see him out of the corner of my eye. I was just like looking straight. <laughs> he he wasn't from Australia though. He was like Have European. You no, because like when he got out of his car, like he opened all the doors and like three girls got out and they just started playing music. It was like really loud. <laughs> I was like, what? I had no idea what was going on. What? Buy one of them, uh, maybe. Maybe. Well, on my way home, um, I saw some guy like just parked on the side of the road, with like both like sort of side doors open, like oh, on that me? side of the road. No, he's just standing there, like Raven. doing that. Okay? No music playing out of his car. <laughs> some chick was sit- not okay. Some chick sitting in the driver's seat. I like people sort of like honking as they go and pass. That was weird. It's just on Teviot. Just on the old Tivia. All right, are you going? All right, have fun. I'll see you soon. Love you too. All right. Let's start on the music show. Yes, I would like to do that pally. (laughs) Oh, my finger. What did you do? Pardon? What did you do? It is locked, I think. I think it automatically locks. No, it just jams up a little sometimes. There you go. All right. Did you do your finger? Yes, please. Oh, yes. Thank you. Oh, it doesn't... Oh, fuck. It doesn't yeah, really matter. stuck out. Yeah. Um, well, on this finger... Yeah. Well, on this finger, it's healed now, but um, I was at work and... Um, I've still got the seat on my lap. Um, I, I was digging through the drawers to find a new blade um, yeah. for my knife. Um, and... I went into the drawer and I couldn't see and they had all the knives facing up oh, with the blade silly. and I did this and I just like scraped it along oh. and yeah, got, it, it's, that's healed now. And then that, you know those 3M hooks, the ones you can just peel off? Yeah, yeah. It was like one of those fat ones like that. Yeah, I've got one of them. And I was, I was pulling it and like, you know how you pull that tab and it comes off eventually? Yeah, yeah. So I was pulling it and I was pulling it and I was pulling it down. No, I was pulling it, yeah, pulling it down. And I pulled it and it came down like this far, like the yeah, stretch. Yeah, they, they stretch like a lot. And then it just flung off and hit me on the finger <laughs> and like cut me open. Well, like the whole thing flung yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit me on the finger, cut. Like you can even see the blood like through the, oh, yeah, through the band-aid. Okay, no. Um, and yeah, like it's even bruised up around Ooh. like the whole thing. Yeah, wow. fucking cooked. I cut my nail a bit too short last time. So like doing anything kind of oh, hurts. Oh, yeah. Like I'm, piping. Yeah, I broke my nail the other day. Broke like, it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Man, my hands are cooked. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome back. It is episode two. Yep. Uh, we're doing the music. Rob's doing, uh, I forget. And I'm doing it's Source Walker. A Source Walker by, or oh, what's the album called? Uh, New Source City. New Source City. I like that. I did, um, where is it? The Iliad is Dead and the Odyssey is Over oh, by right. Merz. Ninth Wonder and the Soul Council. Yep. So, what do you want to start with? I reckon I want to start with my review. All right, all right. Straight up. So, for those who don't know, New Source Walker um, is from Houston, Texas. And uh, 
I hadn't really heard of him until last year, Jay-Z actually shouted him out and co-signed him and said, um, Ghetto Gospel was one of his favorite songs um, of the year. And I think if Jay-Z um, sort of shouts you out, I think that you uh, deserve a listen. Um, and I gave those, um, and the album that was out last year was called Drip God. Um, he had a few albums out last year, but yeah, the one that Ghetto Gospel was on, I believe was Drip... Um, Drip Lord or Drip God, one of those. Um, and yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I haven't listened too much um, into his catalogue, but um, what I have heard, I really enjoyed. And, and going into this, I knew his style was different. Like, if you hear the name Source Walker, you expect someone that does like trap music. Yeah. Um, but no, he doesn't really. Like, he has some trap influences, like the drum patterns and stuff like that, but it's not, there's rarely any bass um, in his music and it's very heavily okay. sampled. So, um, really good work by um, Source Walker and his team um, there's not much on Genius about him um, especially this album New Source City I had no lyrics to go off no <laughs> anything fucking hate that so um, I had to write the lyrics down um, and if I misquote them it's just because of that so um, and I didn't get them all down and I really wish I could um, because this album is like actually really um, interesting and it actually is very insightful in, in some of the stuff that um, Source says and I really enjoy the lyrical content even though at times it can contradict itself and I do not like the ASAP Bari shout out that he gives out um, on saying that he wears um, pink V-loan for Bari um, and but I do enjoy 99% of the other stuff so um, I've got a similar sort of quip with my album as well mm. but yeah so you like it just solely because of what Bari did just double checking or what? like why, why don't you like that yeah like I just don't like that he's coming out and supporting him yeah um, even though and even on this album he has he admits that he um, doesn't treat women as equals he said I'm trying to see women as equals I'm working on it um, and then he okay. comes out and says that but um, yeah I don't really like that line but yeah I really do um, enjoy a lot of the other stuff and if you haven't heard of Source Walker, he is very punchline heavy. Like it's not really, and I thought this the first time I heard him. It's not about the content. It's about like sort of that punchline, like da 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 da. Like he gets you right at the end of that oh, line, okay. and then it's just like a reset. Yeah. Same song, just a different pattern. Um, but um, he actually does um, have some really insightful stuff in it. If you go a little bit deeper, um, like on the song Splash Town's State of Mind, he's talking about. Um, Oh, one thing, one thing I wanted to say too was I looked up Source Walker's net worth and he's only 250000 Oh, wow. Which isn't that much for, no, a, for a rapper, especially like what he talks about. Um, uh, on Splashtown's State of Mind, which I believe is the fourth or fifth track, it's a very short uh, track listing. It is the fourth um, track listing. He says, your game is old as fuck. You're still buying Rover trucks. I've seen mountains in Iceland that weren't as cold as us. Ooh. Suicide bombers from ISIS that weren't as bold as us. That's hard. That is dope. So like, I really like that sort of aspect of just like, it's just like lyrics. Like he's yeah. just like putting bars out there and it's just hard. It's tough. Like he's not Eminem. He's like, he's not rapping fast. Yeah. Um, and it's not extremely technical, like syllable breakdowns, like again, Eminem or someone like Kendrick Lamar, but it's just like, gets to the point. It's clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm working on it. He says, I lost my vision. I lost my focus. If you touch my skin, you'll disappear like hocus pocus. Oh. Um, and then again, he says, open up my Instagram. Bitches twerking on it. Bitches love to say their DMs filled with thirsters on it. But all you post is lemonade, bitch. What's your purpose on it? You're really lonely. Um, he, he makes it rhyme. I don't make that rhyme. Um, <laughs> That caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. Um, it's a really short album, so I don't really have too much to say. Um, I'm just going to get the songs up because I want to do... I do want to talk about a few of the other songs. Um, New Source City is actually quite contradictory. At the start, he talks about how um, rappers need to sort of come together. And he, he says how you're selling out shows and how you're headlining festivals but you're buying rented clothes like you're renting clothes oh, yeah. and you're having to get Ubers to pick you up like you don't even have your own car um, he's sort of trying to help them like sort of push further and he says um, like you got in this game to grow not uh, but not knowing that the game um, black is coal and he sort of makes oh, yeah. those rhymes and he's just sort of like you think that you're getting in it for this but really you're um, it's not making it work and it's it's a it's a bad place to come into if you really want to um, explore and expand as a human. Mm. Um, and then right at the end, he 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 does a really nice um, line. He says, "In Miami, I bought a house in exchange for the boat. Um, you you little rappers better bang money like you bang smoke, but you don't even bang smoke. You don't even have smoke in your throat. Um, which is hard. And and I really like that because he's saying that like." They need to like start investing their money. Yeah. They need to start spending, but you're like spending it on, on um, like jewelry, clothes. No, no, no. He's so, talking about like sort of drugs there. Oh, and yeah. like yeah, and jewelry and stuff that you don't really need. Sort of. Um, yeah. And then at the end of that song, he just like sort of calls everyone a bitch. I don't know why. Like the rest of the song, <laughs> he's like trying to help them up, and then he he's lets just them, all, them down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm working on it. Is a really cool. Um, track talking about uh, things that he's working on um, in his life uh, from a city and uh, right towards the end from a city uh, a little story and prostitution are three of my favorite tracks um, from a city talking about where he came from um, mm -hmm. and that has Sosa man on it um, and he basically says I'm from one of the lines I'm not gonna get this perfect because I didn't even write this down um, it's something along the I'm from a city where boys fight the men we're best friends, uh, we're enemies, we're the best of friends. Um, and then what does he say? He says, uh, oh, we, we shoot, we shoot bullets. Uh, so you never get to send a text again. Oh, uh, and then he says something about like, um, or like, I wish he would run up on me so I can like do something. He says yeah. something along those lines. See, I wish I had the lyrics. Um, yeah, and then he has uh, a really cool, um, Sosa Man comes in really nicely on this one. He has a very nice beat and Sosa Man, uh, nice flow. Sosa Man's from Brooklyn, um, which New Source City, sort of around New York City. Yeah. Um, it's sort of around that and the album artwork is a Statue of Liberty, but, um, he has a really cool, and he talks about his life, um, in, in New York City. Um, a little story is really cool. It's it's actually a couple little stories, but they all sort of add up into one. And it's talking about uh, this this young woman that has to turn towards selling her body, 
um, to sort of to make uh, make um, make a living, yep. and he he says on there <clears throat> that there's this man called Timmy who, who okay. this song is about, and Timmy has has a family, and Timmy has uh, slept with this woman, yeah, um, and then now Timmy's brother has put him on the goofy list, the because, goofy list, yes, because he has a family, but now he's wasted it on like this other woman yeah that now um really insightful stuff i think that that's something that is really um rampant um in a, in in like american culture i think americans um sort of are a bit something's on my leg um sort of like a little bit loose with that sort of stuff and i think that that's um and i'm sure that's what he's sort of envisioning around him he's seeing that all around him a lot of um yeah adultery and stuff like that um, and then Prostitution is probably one of my favorite songs on the album. One of the opening lines from it is definitely hit me the hardest on the whole album. He says, <coughs> Bless you. Yeah. He says, um, how ca- uh, like, why is my child acting like a child having childs? Like children Ooh, having like childs. Um, no, he says, how's my daughter a ch- acting like a child, having childs, um, smoking weed, but that's the only ever time she laughs or smiles, sleeping in the swamp, sleeping with the snakes and crocodiles. Ooh, that's, that's hard. cool. That's hard. And yeah, obviously that song is about prostitution and selling your body. And I, I think I've done like three weeks in a row that I've had a song um, yeah. on those lines. I had it on Maxo Cream's album. Um, I didn't have it on, obviously, the Jaden Smith album. But, uh, yeah, this album, really good. I I think that I wish I had the lyrics so I could get them exactly right. Or, um, and I could play, I'm actually going to play a little bit of one of the songs. I I usually do, so I'll I'll put one on. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll do Prostitution by Source Walker. This has a really cool sample and loop. Boy... Oh, you said he's from uh, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I like that delivery. Oh. He's got a good voice. so dope I that, love that that is hard that is hard and that sample goes hard yeah. really great album man yeah definitely one of my favourites of the year it's really short 10 tracks uh, long 25 minutes um, other songs that I didn't uh, talk about King Kong Killer uh, oh, Lil Boosie really great um, track um, and Truth Hurts which is the final track where he talks about um, something that I think is important he talks about how uh, he he wants women to to sort of love him for him and not just want to have sex with him. He says like we can have sex, but like uh, like why don't I'm we go to more than that? Like why do we why can't we go to the beach first and like do oh, all yeah. this other stuff? Um, which I think is sort of the opposite of what a lot of um, people are talking about. Yeah. Um, in today's rap scene, but yeah, 
really great underground artist, New Source Walker is. Art uh, New Source Walker. Source Walker is. <laughs> um, and this is a really great album. Really fun. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Um, it's relatively short, but you can punch through it uh, relatively quickly. And, like, me saying the lyrics and just you hearing that song doesn't do it justice. You need to put it on front to back. Give it, give it a half an hour and... If you don't like it, then it's not for you, but I can assure you a lot of people will be um, pressing replay on a few of the songs, so definitely go and check that out. Um, but yeah, that's it for my review. What do you have on your long one? I, I don't remember the name. <laughs> that's fair. Well, before I get into mine, I just want to shout out a friend who has released a song recently, Ryan Brook. He's, uh, at the time of this recording, posted it one hour ago. Uh, he's oh shit I didn't mean to pause that uh, he's one for vibes so definitely check him out I think he's only got one song um, he's not on SoundCloud either I have checked but yeah if you're a fan of just like chill stuff like this then be sure to check him out I'll chuck his Instagram up here I'll read it out in a second as well but um yeah he's super duper talented um and he also said with this song, wear headphones because that sub bass is fat. There you go. But yeah, he's incredibly talented and I'm looking forward to him releasing uh, new stuff. It's been a while since he's made music, so I'm good. I'm glad to see that he's back on it. But uh, yeah, his Instagram name is r.yan.brk. So be sure to hit him up with the follow. I love that man. All right. Let's get started on my album review. It's uh, Murs, Ninth Wonder, and The Soul Council on The Iliad Is Dead and The Odyssey Is Over. So, um, I honestly just picked this one because it had the longest name. Yep, fair enough. That is fair. (laughs) Uh, It's a huge collaborative project between Murs, who is the rapper, Ninth Wonder, who is a producer, and The Soul Council, who are a huge collective of professionals of producers of which Ninth Wonder is a part of so I don't know why they're credited separately yeah. maybe he did like the the most amount of producing I, I don't know uh, it's a very lyric heavy album so I will be reading out a lot of lyrics uh, it starts out with The Hulk and it's just cold bars on top of one of the most stripped back minimalistic beats I have heard in a while in the first verse he says I'm from the streets not the sidewalk they listen when I talk another rapper dead and they saying that it's my fault I have no recollection of the vivid vivisection I will not be blamed for your neighbour's imperfections so at, at that point he's really reminding me of like Aesop Aesop Rock right but like just in the delivery he's not as unhygienic or <laughs> yeah like he's a little more braggadocious as well but yeah just like the diverse vocabulary that he uses and the vocal inflections are very similar uh, the next track is Cancun 08 this one features Silk Money and Pookie Blow and again it's on a very nice relaxing beat sounds like something that Currency would rap over uh, I really like Silk Money uh, I think I liked him the most on this track they're all like very lyrical sort of not really conscious rappers but like a little bit conscious um they don't always make sense though it could just be like something personal to them or i'm not understanding it um but there are some pretty cool lyrics uh time is money and we eaten it quick although it's funny how we waste both when neither exist send the kids back to school like the sleep didn't stick then break the lock off the door as if my key didn't fit but i think my favorite would be 
pictures steal sold, so be careful of whose camera you're staring in. I think that is, that is really clever. That is hard. Uh, my Hero is up next, and it's just one big verse. It's a story about a girl, which is uh, about selling the, her body. Right. Uh, it starts... I'll be reading quite a lot of this one. It is very... Like, it's a very big storytelling kind of track. It's very lyric heavy. Mm-hmm. It starts out at the start of this girl's life. Absent father, crackhead mama, traditional recipe for childhood trauma. And then it follows her into adolescence and early adulthood. Everything was bad, but got worse when her titties came. Shitty way to say it, but that's how they saw it. The predators and pedophiles that watched from the closet... They pose as her best friend, her boyfriend, her brother, her doctor, her lawyer, her pastor, her lover. She learned to trust no one other than herself. For survival, she's sacrificing her mental health, revealing clothing, her body on a shelf. She put it all out there except for how she felt. Her depression was hidden, expression forbidden, because men take advantage of vulnerable women. And she wasn't stupid. She used what she had to get what she needed and secure that bag. As the bag got bigger, she had mad neighbors trying to punk her and rob her. They plotting to get her. And this is like really good storytelling and you may not believe me but it gets better right sell sex in the US and no one protects you so pimps and the pushers is who you connect to women they judge you they hate you reject you the oldest profession yet no one respects you so you deserve to be held captive trapped in the basement with a sadistic bastard half of you desperate the other half scared you don't ask for help you think no one will care They look at you, say that you chose to be there, like you chose to get raped because of the clothes that you wear. In the house where there's guns and there's dope everywhere, why not use these tools to snatch hope from despair? And then there's like a little beat break and like a a surprisingly sad trumpet solo comes in. Like I can't say I've ever heard a sad trumpet before. But it it sounded like, I don't know, maybe it's like the storytelling helping this sort of sound this way, but the trumpet just sounded very like isolated. And like that's, that's fucked up people thinking that you deserve to be literally tortured and raped in a basement just because you choose to to sell your body you know if if you fall on hard times yeah um yeah no matter what kind of person you are that's not yeah that's not deserved um and then Merz comes back in after about sort of like 10 seconds of the the sad trumpet uh she tied around her neck made a cape out of sheet became a superhero when she shot him in his sleep the truest defender of justice and peace a smile on her face as she threw th- as she flew through the streets so I- i'm not sure if that was based on the true story or not but i really really liked it uh it's one of those stories where like you're not even paying attention to like the rhymes or the wordplay you're just focusing on visualizing the story in your head yeah uh the next track is gas station gucci belt and it details his childhood. Uh, one verse will put your eye out. Fuck around and find out. Underground for years, it's too deep for me to climb out. Tunnels in the catacombs, running from a battered home. I told my step pops I would kill him if I had the chrome. Then it skips forward to when he's an adult, looking back at his childhood. Didn't have it back then. That's why I cop the retro and the kicks and the toys, because I'm trying to fill the void of a childhood that the demons and the alcohol destroyed. Uh, Unicorn Glitter is a love ballad about Coochie. I thought this track was a little bit weird. Right. It, it Sounds sound, like it. You, you know that... What's that um, LL Cool J song uh, where he's talking about women? Is it, it's Hey Something? No idea. I'll see if I can find it. He's like... The, or the intro says like, Hey, baby. 
in a really sort of like creepy way. And that's what this song reminds Hey Lover. Hey Lover. Yeah, yeah, that one. So like, yeah, it's a love song about coochie. Um, but as long as it's warm and the shit don't stink, ain't no coochie in the world that can make my dick shrink, is what he says. But then he just starts spitting actual facts about the anatomy of a vagina. Right. Which I thought was just like, a bit strange. <laughs> Uh, whether virgin or a whore, the tightness all depends on the pelvic floor. Look, multiple partners don't loosen up your grip. That's pure bullshit and a man-made myth. It's a whole bunch of muscles, soft tissue in the middle. So if you can't fit, just kiss her a little. Foreplay always opens up the doorway, a universal truth from Africa to Norway. If your pussy's tight, that don't mean at the best. If your pussy's tight, that means you're way too stressed. Then later in verse 2... Tampons don't stretch your shit out. Look, take two fingers, put them in your mouth, stretch it out. Don't it bounce right back? Now your pussy got way more muscles than that, so don't believe the hype. I don't really know why he chose to do a song on that, but it is over a very like simple, relaxing beat, and it does sound good, although a little creepy at times. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Oh, sorry. High Noon marks the halfway point in the album. It features uh, Ruben Vincent and Rhapsody. The first verse is Murs and Rhapsody going line for line. They were just having a competition for who could use the biggest word at one point. Mamba shit all kind of shit. My buzz be like Obama lid. I rhyme with no recognizance. The flow is a stream of consciousness from continent to continent. Combining vowels with consonants. We crush in competition that be claiming they can conquer this. It's fucking hard. Uh, then in verse 2 Moe says something that I'm not a huge fan of and I do want to talk about this for a little bit yeah high noon on these neighbours it's like I might as well be from the moon on these neighbours it's a whole different world like shrooms on these neighbours no mask but I'm gassing like doom on these neighbours yeah now all the white kids can sing along and that caught me a little bit off guard Um, I'll read out the next couple of lines because I don't want to take this out of context but don't forget the privilege and the baggage that you bring along yeah, it's one time for the culture. I'm only trying to teach you. I'm not trying to insult you. There's two reasons why I don't like this. First reason is like about 20% of the reason of why I don't like it. I think it's very similar to when Kendrick invited like that white woman on stage to perform Mad City with him. It's kind of like, like he knew that that song had the N word in there. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like baiting people, like dangling a carrot in front of them kind of thing. Right. Uh, but the other reason, which lies at 80% of my dislike, is it doesn't relate to anything else in this song or album or his entire discography. The rest of this verse has him talking about how well he can spit and other obvious social issues he raises in the album, like My Hero talks about prostitution. Uh, in another song from his 15 years ago, he says, Any white boy who think he knows my struggle because he listens to Pack and his adrenaline doubles now I ain't got problems with you being yourself, but when you but when you front and use the N word, it just don't help. I might not trip and your friends will laugh at you, but I know some real neighbours that'll straight up slap you. Which I think is a much more mature way of saying you shouldn't say this word. You know, you might not understand the weight that it carries. But that's the only other time throughout his entire discography that he brings up racial issues involving that word. I checked his socials, I looked through interviews, and he's never made a comment about it before. So I just don't really see why he brought that up if it didn't really relate to anything. Yeah. It was more just like the immature way that he said it 
that sort of like if he said it in a mature way like that song from 15 years ago right. I probably wouldn't have a problem with it because okay. he's raising you know a racial issue but basically just saying you know the n-word a heap of times he's going okay I'm going to stop so now you can sing along yeah that's like you know a little bit immature I think um, Night Shift is the next track uh, it's about how hard he has had to work to get to where he is and his family and friends telling him to just give up. In the second verse, he has a look at today's rap and shares a few thoughts on it and addresses other people, other popular thoughts from people his age. Saying what you do as MC and rap, just because the words rhyme and the beat slap, and it ain't generational, believe that, because neighbours spit from Jaden Smith to G-Rap. Every error has a jar rule or little boat. There's a shit you listen to and there's shit you quote. I don't divide the lanes, I just stay in mine, and you can hear it when I hit the stage and say a rhyme. And I do really, really like that. Like, um, He recognises that although he doesn't like some people, they have their place there. Yeah. You know, that they've got a lane, and you know, he's saying, I-, I don't cross over into yours, I just stay in mine. I like the... Uh, some you... Some you listen to and some you quote. Yeah, that's really, really that's clever. Like, that's nice. Yeah, because like... You can't just listen to conscious rap all the time. Like, that'd just be mentally draining. Yeah. Sometimes you should, you've got to listen to something that slaps. Yeah. So, Slappers. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's... I think that's really clever. Um, Give Me A Reason is the next track. It's a classic, I know I shouldn't have cheated on you, baby. I know I fucked up. Please take me back kind of song. Uh, it's not good, not bad. There's one bit in the production that I don't like. It's not that I... It's not that it sounds bad but it's way too loud and every time I listen to the track I like I wince and I have to turn it down um, I'll play it a little bit I'm not really sure uh, what time this actually comes up but I'll see if I can find it it's just like the the production is really good but there's just this one noise in there that's so like high pitched and loud that sort of thing um, what's his name Murs. So that like that sort of yeah no. it's so piercing yeah I really like the sample that oh oh that sounds cool but that noise it's so like that's all you can hear yeah that was quite um grating yeah that's a good word for it um so yeah I, I don't really I'm not a huge fan of that song I can't listen to it properly uh Super Cujo Bros is up next it features uh Cujo and QG no, GQ, that one. Oh, yeah, GQ. As far as I can tell, it's not the company that's on there. Oh, yeah. some other random man. Yeah. Uh, it's okay, it's just like a flex track, but considering it is from lyrical conscious rappers, it's not about money, more so just talent. Fuck Them is a track about an abusive relationship. The first verse is Merz talking to a woman, saying that this dude would walk up behind you, try to put his dick on you, and then when you get mad, he just blame it on drinking but that would happen every single weekend. He's a liar, he's a cheater, and you should leave him. The second verse is Merz talking to a guy, saying, since her pops was a cheater, you are too. Every time you're not together, she's accusing you of cheating, even though she's never caught you. She's saying that you're spending way too much time with your friends, etc., etc. You should leave her. I thought that was pretty cool, sort of sharing the two sides of it. But then it ended there. And I think it really would have topped it off much more if he had a third verse where he just says, you don't have to deal with all that. You're worth more kind of thing. And like, 
sort of spoke to both of them. Yep. I think that would be a really cool way of like ending it. Uh, and then Tony Robbins' Pocketbook is the second last track. It's about a lot of things. Uh, he's telling us not to bow down to the dollar bill, to stay true to ourselves, to help others. And he says that you don't need a reason to help others. You just do it to do it. Yep. He says a few things he's done in the past for one reason or another, and he ends the song on, but mostly it was just good for my soul. Uh, the last track is called Sin. Mm-hmm. This song is crazy good. It explains in excruciating detail of how he cheated on his wife. Right. I cannot recommend listening to this song enough, and I won't say anything more about it because there's a really, really good detail at the end that I don't want to spoil. But it's so like... It's like it's just like the pinnacle of storytelling. This one little detail, like it's like you're thinking one thing, you hear this, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And you got to like rethink everything. It's that kind of thing. It's a heartbreaker. Yeah, that's a great word for it. So I'm not going to say any more on this, but go and listen to "Sin" by Murs, A Night Wonder, and the Soul Council off the Elias Dead and the Odyssey is over. Um, it is a really, really good song. I cannot recommend that enough. Um, and yeah, I, I wish I could write more because I would dissect this thing a lot. But overall, the album was like really, really good. The production and lyricism was consistent, although the content a little bit choppy at times. But that is the worst thing I have to say about the album, that the content's choppy. Uh, looking back, I cannot believe I chose this one just because it had a long name. Right. That's that's pretty lucky. I'm, I'm very glad I listened to it. I'm giving it a 9.2 out of 10. 9.2 out of 10. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. What else do we have uh, for? Oh, you want another segments? No, 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 mate. I'm all good. We've got Discog Dive. Did you do a rap region this week? Yep. Well. Right. Yeah. Basically. Well. <laughs> all right. And then the song of the year. So what do you want to get into? Uh, let's do the song of the year. All right. So there were two. I'm going to get up your message because I can't remember them. Um, yeah one was by uh, Eric B and Rakeem paid in full yep and then the other one was from Boogie Down Productions which I'm not really sure is that like KRS-One and then like others because KRS-One were like rapping it yeah he was rapping yeah I'm not really sure what Boogie Down Production is I didn't really listen to that one too much but I only listened to them once I didn't even write anything oh yeah well paid in full (laughs) is one of my favourite uh, rap songs of all time oh uh, is it Eric B and Rakim the goats I think that they yeah. um, well Rakim especially um, Rakim um, especially is like in my top five so yeah um, this album uh, the song that this album was on um, definitely one of my favourites definitely something that I always come back to um, when I sort of want to listen to old school rap it's a turning point like this is when we finally got like someone that we could consider the goat like everyone before um, yeah you can kind of see where inspiration is drawn from yeah but this is the first where it's like this one yeah like everyone before that I wouldn't put in the same breath as uh, Rakim Rakim Um, yeah just one of my favourite rappers of all time top five Um, and yeah I just think that this song was so influential and so um so divisive so many people love this song but so many people hated it at the same time um way back oh, then. really i yeah. like it a lot 
Yeah, like like non hip hop fans. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, and yeah, I really like the beat. Eric B um, was really good on, yeah. on the it production. It surprised me when they stopped rapping and there's still like two minutes left of the song. Yeah, but yeah, it's really great. Um, they also coined the term peace as in to say goodbye there you in go, the song. I didn't know that. Yeah, peace. Yeah, it was like just after the song that that was like used as a phrase to say goodbye. I think that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, this this group here is probably the greatest, well, Rakim, Eric B and Rakim, they're probably like the greatest or definitely considered the greatest duo of all time uh, in terms of um, hip hop um, and rap. But yeah, this album, uh, this song rather, really great. And yeah, I don't really have much else to say um, on it. What do you have to say on, on the other one, Boogie Down? Uh, yeah, so Boogie Down Productions on 9mm Goes Bang. Yeah, it's a pretty cool name. And that's a very cool name. Um, quite a cold track as well, just talking about straight-up murder. Yeah. Like, he, he killed how many policemen when they came knocking on his door? I think it was three that he said. Um, well, I don't know if it was cops, but, like, someone after him. Yeah, I can't remember, but, yeah, I do remember saying um, reading that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he literally details at one point like shooting all three of them one living and then as he walks over and points the gun between his eyes he looks at the other two dead and then pulls it pulls it and then runs and sort of like catches up with a mate yeah and um yeah his mate's like relax what happened yeah and he's like oh there were three guys and then his mate just starts laughing and he goes I already know yeah they're dead now and before you killed them you said and it went into the chorus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that... Um, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> uh, listen to my nine millimeter. Yeah. Go bang. Um, <laughs> I think that this one still was quite good. Yeah, um, I think I, so too. I think both of these really... Um, I think this on another year could have easily won. Um, nine millimeter goes bang. Um, but I just think that this was one of the hardest brackets to run through I yeah. suppose like I don't think anything was ever gonna um, tip paid in full but uh, we played that on the last show too um, yeah we paid did in full by Eric B and Rakim but yeah I, I just think that the influence of Eric B and Rakim just goes much much further than yeah. KRS-One and Boogie Down Productions but um, I, I think like Boogie Down had like I would I, 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 I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe, but I think they had the biggest turning point in really steering rap towards, like, gangster rap. Yeah, I, I think, think... Eric B and Rakeem, they had more, sort of, like, inspiration or, like, more... Yeah, they, more they had influence. better... They had better um, quality rap, I, th- I, yeah, yeah. I suppose, but I do get what you're saying. Uh, like, this was a turning point. Um, and we said it last week when we did Ice Tea as well, definitely... Yeah. shifting away from a not a friendly sort of hip hop but definitely yeah like the away like from disco. the dance yeah, yeah. sort of stuff and, but and it's as if like, like you know it starts out in like the straight and narrow and then you get sort of things like the n-word or you know I'm gonna kill someone yeah then there's ice tea going like that and then bloody 9mm goes bang and it's just taking a sharp turn yeah I think that right. um both of these songs great in their own right and mm. like I said had a, had a chance to win um, any other year I think but yeah. 
Yeah, pain and fall. Not, not, not for me. Not going to be beaten by much. I don't think anything on this list. Um, I don't really can't really remember too many songs um, in advance, but I don't see paid in full losing. Uh, at the end, we should do a a top. Yeah, I like that top number one. I don't think Eric B. A. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's a few good ones coming up. Yeah. Do, do you have what do you have? What do we have for next week? Just so we can give a little teaser out. What do we have? Uh, Children's Story by Slick Rick. Yep. And Straight Out of Bompton. Yeah. Nah, Compton by yeah. NWA. I think that one might. Which is um, iconic. I think that one might win. Yeah. But Slick Rick. He's got some tr- slick <laughs> tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> I like that. I haven't listened to either of them. Well, I've heard Straight Out of Compton. Yeah. But I haven't like played them side by side before. Yeah. So, so stay tuned for next week. Yeah, Slick Rick see what happens v there. NWA, a few, yeah, a few no whites allowed. Yeah, <laughs> I like that acronym. Yeah, was that like a thing before the movie, or was that just like? Just I have no movie? idea. I don't, don't really know that. too much about NWA actually. Yeah, Ice Cube is one of my favorite rappers of all time. I actually yeah. have him in my top five too. He's funny as fuck. I love like him and Kevin Hart together as well in movies. Oh, like just like in interviews. Oh, just and, in general. Yeah, they're fucking funny. They did this one interview where it was just like them playing a video game together that oh was I think whole, I've seen that yeah, yeah that was really funny I was keeping a funny fella alright should I list my top 5 I've already said 2 of them should I just list it <laughs> yeah right, right there I haven't prepared so I'm not going to say it but yeah go on I, I'll, I'll make that my segment instead of my rap region I, I'll have I'll do a rap region next week I'm putting off the rap region but I'll do it next week <laughs> did you actually do one this week no, I, well partly I did a part rap region but you'll have to wait and then what we're just gonna like come off the dome with the rest of it nah 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 nah. it's not a rap region per se (laughs) you're like teasing the rap region and you're like that's psych I'll do that next week alright it's Uzbekistan rap (laughs) nah not really not really you'll have to wait next week I promise next week you'll get a rap region so Rob's gonna do a double uh, discog dive discog dive yeah right all right, so do you want to do your discog dive or do you want me to do my yep. top five? Oh, do, do your top five. If it, top like, five. <laughs> is it from like the songs of the year that we've done? So no, no, no. Like, all, all rappers. Time? All rappers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, go that. I think that flows on nicely. Okay. In no order. I don't have an order for these. Okay. I haven't thought about the order enough. <laughs> Kanye West. Yep. Eminem. Yep. Oh, so not songs, just favorite rappers of favorite all time. Favorite rappers. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All, all the best rappers. I would say that these people are the greatest okay. hip hop artists slash rappers of, of all, all time. time. Okay. Okay. Eminem, Kanye West, Rakim, Rakim. Yep. Ice Cube. Yeah. It's hard for the last spot. I don't really know. I do. I have like a few. The Roots, definitely up there. Come on, Lil Pump. Lil Pump's up there. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar can sneak in there, maybe. Yeah. Mate, he needs to drop a new album. He got a haircut last year, so I thought, oh, album dropping soon. Album dropping, you reckon? Well, it hasn't happened. That was like September last year. Yeah. Nothing. All right. Kanye West, for obvious reasons, my favorite artist of all time, and yep. definitely has my favorite hip-hop album of all time, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. And overall, I think he has one of the strongest discographies in all of rap. Yeah, it's very... Consistent. solidly consistent yeah Eminem just because I grew up on Eminem and I love Eminem and also had one of the greatest three album runs of all time the Eminem show not in order these aren't in order the Eminem show the Marshall Mathers LP and the Slim Shady LP yeah um, three, and he's the most sold uh, rap artist of all time and I think the best hip hop song of all time 
Stan. You reckon? It, I, I, in my opinion, I don't think anything has topped it yet. It's got, it's got everything. I haven't thought about that. One of the best like storytelling songs of all time. Ice Cube. I just love Ice Cube. I think uh, his music is very on brand with him. I think uh, he knows what he's doing really well uh, yeah. with the West Coast hip hop. And I think that he sort of started a lot of gangster rap and I think he is hard mm. as hell. He's <laughs> he tough. Um, Wait, that scene where he's like in straight out of Compton where his son comes in with like, you know, it's his son acting as yeah. well. Comes into like the record label oh, studio with the up. baseball bat. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's so cold. <laughs> um, then I have Rakim, Rakim. Um, just one of the greatest. Like, I just think that no one will ever sort of reach that legendary status like yeah like some of my favorite rappers of all time say he's their favorite rapper you know what i mean so um i think it's just sort of like he's like the grandfather of rap really yeah yeah he just sort of like is overlooking everyone right now um and i'm just gonna say as a tiebreaker because i have a few that could go in this last spot i'm gonna go with my favorite the better album um that these guys released i'm gonna go nas at the fifth spot uh, Illmatic, Stillmatic, um, two of the greatest albums ever. Um, yeah. I could have put Jay-Z there, but I just don't think he has um, a high as high as um, Nas. Yeah. Um, Kendrick Lamar, I can definitely see sneaking in there. Um, but yeah, Nas, iconic, ran ran the late 90s, early 2000s, and like not well-known, um, mm. definitely, um, but you don't have to be well-known to be one of the greatest. That's true. Uh, so yeah, that's my top five: Eminem, Kanye, Rakim, Ice Cube, Nasty Nas. Mate, I like that's a solid top five. Top five. I, I don't even know if I could open it out to a ten right now, <laughs> honestly. But what do you Too got many. for your? Uh, who you, who do you even do? I don't even think I know who you did. Discog dive. You Discog don't dive. know who I did. I'm guessing. All right. Soulside Boys. Nah. I fucked doing a Discog dive on there. They've got fucking tons of shit. <laughs> All right, what do you what do you got this week for us? Triple One, Triple One. Okay, I believe they're Sydney based, but they are Australian. So, <laughs> what you see me pick my nose? I didn't pick it. I didn't pick it. I was. <laughs> you were in. I was there. itching the. No, like, you were like itching the, right you were on the like hole. Third knuckle deep. I was itching the hole. <laughs> like you see that? I'm itching the, like the legitimate hole. Mate, that's like the episode of Seinfeld where he's like just driving his car and he just like does one of these ones. Oh and then yeah. And the tricky's dating at that time like comes up there. Yeah. Just a little sneaky side scratch. So yeah, Sydney boys, I believe, uh, triple one. They're Australian anyway. Um, yeah. The, Easily my favourite Aussie rapper of all time, um, leaving Cursor in the dust. Who uh, else is there? Cursor's Bl- gonna, gonna get you. <laughs> uh, well, there's what three sixty Bliss and Esso, Hilltop Hoods actually. They've got a more solid discography, but I think I like Triple One's Five better. There's a few. Who else is there? Oh, chilling it. Chilling it. I like him. I forgot about him. <laughs> Where's my bong? What's he say? Where's my lighter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, cracking on. They each go by quite a few names, but I'll be calling them Marty, Obi, Dijon, and, oh, there's a producer, but like those three, because those names are in all of their aliases. Right. So it's like, 
uh, Marty Large Bukaki or Marty Bugatti. Right. Or like OB3 Terrors. Marty OB1. Bugatti, as if he didn't make that his original name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think he made Bukaki first. Yeah, I don't like and that the, one. And then just as, definitely much better. Yeah, I think as I started to like get a bit more, you know, traction behind, he's like, no, nah, I can't have Bukaki in my name. So he changed it. But then, yeah, the producer is Billy Guns, who he does not change his name. Uh, their discography online is a fair bit fucked. They don't have everything on Spotify, and then they don't have everything on SoundCloud. And then on SoundCloud, they have different projects under the album tabs than they do under the playlist tab. So since I wanted to listen to everything, I had to like keep switching between like the three different things and keep tabs on what year each album slash EP was released. And yeah, it's just so I wasn't like jumping ahead into their discography. It was a little bit annoying. But their first project was the No Banger Bangers EP released June 2015. It's only five songs long, only two of which are on SoundCloud. I had to Google around, check some other sites. And I found all but one. Maybe. I cannot find that slippery little sucker anywhere. So I'm going to have to start out on the second song. uh, Which I think is called Ace High. I don't know. I don't know if I've actually put it in here. But it is pretty nice. Um, Yeah, yeah, it is called Ace High. Uh, Yeah, it sounds pretty good. But carrying on with their unorganized disjointedness... Uh, It's a touch under two minutes long, and I don't know who's singing because it's missing lyrics on Genius. Mm -hmm. Um, Dijon and Obi sound very similar. I think it's Dijon, but I don't know. Uh, The production is like if you loosen all the strings on a guitar and then play it. Like it's it's very like slappy. Right, slappy, slappy. Yep. Uh, That's My Money is quite bad. It's got like a video game kind of sound that's very loud, and I can barely hear what the boys are saying. Uh, and for some fucking reason, it's only in my right ear, and it's so high pitched. It's all I can hear in the song. But then the last track, "Incense," this fucker is big. It's like six minutes long. It gives the guys plenty of time to leave their words sitting there for you to take in, and it's about breaking up with a girl. Marty says that he went to a party and saw her there. He was looking at her behind, or looking at her from behind, and just hoping that she wasn't going to turn around. But then she did. But she didn't see him. She caught the gaze of another guy. Oh, that's dog. Who she is now apparently dating because he walks up and you know, hugs her, keeps his arm around her waist. Yeah. Uh, so he says he's swallowing his pride, confidence, and a pill for his happiness. He also says that he hopes he ODs because then he'll die happy. He ends the verse with, burn my verse and never play it back. And then the beat just stops for like five seconds and all you hear is the kick, just doop doop. Do, do, like a heartbeat then the beat comes back in full swing and it's such a great track you can definitely hear the potential here and obviously I've already heard like their new stuff but going back and listening to this it's really cool because it's like a less polished off like awkward footed version of what they have now um, but the majority of the songs in this one were a miss but what, what I did actually really like about um, going back through their discography is like watching them try and find their footing yeah and it wasn't like once they found it that was it like they built on that it was like they were looking for solid land yeah. to build a house on yeah. and then they found something that was flat and like built something really really th- nice I think that that's what's really good about going through the discogs yeah like um, starting like, at the start yeah like because, you can yeah. really see a difference um, even in like some of the most established artists like Drake sounds yeah. nothing like he did um, back then and 
guys like Kanye West have drastically evolved um, yeah. their sound. And some even start with something, evolve, and then go back to it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's really cool to see that. And I think that's one of the advantages of the um, Discog Dive and definitely something yeah. that um, is advantageous uh, to this segment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, it, yeah, it's really cool just seeing like the artist kind of like pivot a little bit, just trying to find something solid. Yeah. And I think The weekend probably has like the the biggest example of like you know pivoting yeah in their, their discography like that i can think of at the moment anyway um yeah he, he pivots a lot but going back to triple one uh the next project doozy only released two months later in august of 2015 another five song long ep with missing lyrics on three of them but they do have all five on soundcloud starting out on doozy the title track it's just a trap banger <coughs> <laughs> oh jeez and uh, the energy that they have is really really good as well I'm going to play a little bit of it because like like the beat it just comes up so so slowly and hard so it's got kind of like Asian vibes kind of thing mm-hmm. and you can hear the just slowly coming up and then I think it's Obi on first. And like as you're doing this, the bass is just like swelling and throbbing in your car. <laughs> and yeah, the energy that they all bring to that is really, really good. Um, but they do let loose on the Australian accent here. And I have spoken about this before. I'm not a huge fan of it, like especially in like hip hop. Um, that's just a personal thing. Uh, it just sounds dirty. Uh, Ready, spelt without the A, is pretty much the same. And then Arnold Palmer Remix, originally by Rat King. It's a very soft song, which even has a little trumpet in there, which was a little bit weird to hear just after hearing like two high-energy trap tracks. Yeah. Then Always Right Now is definitely them experimenting, and I don't think it worked out. They all had very aggressive delivery and the ad-libs would be screamed. And I will just say that that does not work with an Australian accent. Yeah, that's fair. Sativa is more or less the same experimental kind of vibe. It's a weed anthem, obviously from the name. uh, And it's over very Arabic sounding production. I don't think this project was very good considering it only came out two months after the last one. I think they might not have spent much time on it. I'm not sure. But I won't be including any of these songs from the project in my top seven. Right. Mid-2016, the six-track EP, The Libertine, released when they really started to come into their element and develop their own sound. And I think this was one you reviewed. Mm-hmm. This is the one with like lakes, colors, six-speed. Yeah. Uh, Libertine is defined as someone who throws morals out the window when it comes to sexual pleasure. It starts out in six-speed, which refers to a car, and it's a great track. I will play the first little bit. And this is when they began to use, um, yeah, use Dijon as the the chorus, as the melody maker kind of thing. He's got a, a really, really good voice. So it's quite soft. I love that voice. See, that's what I liked about this album, the softness. Yeah, yeah. But 
it's just not um, just when they go into the rapping I, I don't think it sounded as good yeah yeah I agree It to me it's the Australian accent I don't know if that's the reason for you yeah I don't know but it just it kind of took it away a little bit but um yeah so he's got a really really good voice uh, the other boys they especially on this album I think they didn't rap with enthusiasm uh, and enthusiasm tends to bring out the Aussie accent a lot more uh, so here they sort of just talk instead so you, you can hear it but it it sounds a lot better I guess yeah um, than that older stuff or other stuff where they just rap a lot more aggressively uh, and sometimes I'll even like softly sing but Obi on this song for example just talks softly uh, ever since I think is about catching a chick cheating and burning that bridge <laughs> then the title track Libertine has some great production Billy is really ramping up his game here it's solely Obi on this track he does the hook and all three verses it's mainly about alcoholism and there is a bit of content there about women he alludes to the fact that he's always had issues with alcoholism and this chick is just driving him further and further down that path yep Colours is a beautiful song like one of my favourite sound wise and honestly, I have no idea what it's about. The chorus says, All I see are these colours. We walk with distant others. But really what it... Really what it is all... Wait, what the fuck? But really, what is it all to me? Someone help me. I'm drowning. I cannot comprehend what that possibly means. But the way that he says it is so, so good. My foot's in the shot. <laughs> um... This is how he says it as well. I don't know when he comes in. A lot of a lot of that tracks are very sort of like slow building. Oh, that's right. It starts out in a verse. Here. He's got like a great voice for melodies. But uh, yeah, so I got no no clue what that could possibly mean uh, Lakes is another great sounding track uh, this is the track that says uh, and I'll drink till my liver gets cirrhosis really really great sounding one um, it's obviously about alcoholism again in um, in both tracks about alcoholism Obi was the one doing the storytelling so I, I would guess that it's him that struggles with it uh, the closure of the project is Breaking Dawn and it starts out quite aggressive with a violin going like do 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 kind of thing mm-hmm. then it turns indie with like guitar strings over the chorus then it's got like a video game kind of soundtrack like an 8-bit kind of noise over the second verse then on the bridge it changes again to like a more of a like metal vibe then it goes back to the violin so when you're focusing on it the transitions are quite smooth they do sort of go back and backwards and forwards quite effortlessly but if you're like focusing like 50% you know, you're fading in and out into the song. Yep. It's quite jarring. Yeah. Uh, this album is easily their most cohesive yet with all of the tracks focusing on one topic. That is the Libertine, you know, a, a sexual demon. Yep. Uh, every track has something to do with a girl, whether that be breaking up with them, wanting them back. And they always play sexual desires at the top of the list, like the the number one reason why they want this girl back. Um. So, yeah, my two songs from this one. Have I already... Oh, yeah. Um, 
I forgot to, to say one earlier. What the fuck is it? Incense was the song. I think that was from their first album. Yeah. By the No Banger Bangers EP. Incense is no the first bangers. song from there. Then, uh, yeah, so from the Libertine, I, I then have Colours and Lakes. The, the Naughty Corner, released in 2018. Another EP, six tracks long. Track two is the first one of theirs I ever heard. It starts out with Blongos, like Bongos, but with an L in there. Right. The production of this one is the highlight, and even the boys say that. Billy made the beat, and they spent like two or three weeks trying to find a melody to fit on there, and you can hear that. Uh, Tarlo is the track where I discovered Triple One. It's a bloody banger. And the first time I heard it, I didn't even know they were Australian until... Uh, Obi starts, yeah, Obi starts rapping like in the second verse. Uh, the next four songs though were a miss for me. They're all songs basically just saying, uh, I'm great, I'm going to kill you, etc. Uh, and two of them were about girls. The production is really, really good. Uh, on the last track, for example, Supermassive Attack, it sounds very cinematic and grand. The boys even said that they wanted, wanted it to sound like a horror movie. Um, but I don't think it suits hip hop and especially not. Australian hip hop for that, uh, for that matter, mm-hmm. I think it would definitely suit something for uh, like Game of Thrones soundtrack or like something else like that. Uh, so, my what is it? Four in my top seven is Tarlo. What the fuck am I up to? Uh, their latest project released only a few months ago, The Libertine Two. It's only seven tracks long, mm-hmm. and it starts on Shore, which is my fifth song. It's a great sounding track about a girl. It has a little bit of alcohol, has a little bit of alcoholism in there as well. Uh, he realizes what he's missing when he's five deep in ethanol. That's what he says, and I really, really like. Like it's such a different way to say I've had five drinks. Like I'm five deep in ethanol. That's I think that's really clever. The next three songs are very cryptic and I can't really tell what they're about. But I will be honest, I didn't spend a huge amount of time trying to figure it out. Uh, They are all about girls or at least mention a synonym for a girl at some point. Sally's Seashells though is quite bad. Sounds very flat and I didn't really like the next track either, The Eighth Day. The verses were good but the intro and chorus sound quite bad. The last track, M.I.A., they did pull it back. I don't think this project lives up to the hype of the first Libertine album, though. So that's all of their projects done. And you you may or may not have noticed, only have five songs in my top seven. And I've run out of projects. But they have a fuckload of singles that never made it onto any album. So I went through listening to all of them. And most of them are misses. So don't, don't bother, like, wading through all of them. I've done that work for you. I've Lord's work. <laughs> and I'll give you the two best. There's Butter from this year, which I've dubbed Colours 2, and Innovators from 2017. Uh, the chorus on Innovators, it has one melody in there that just latches onto your brain. I want to play that a little bit. Um, he just says one word in this particular way, and it's so, like, just catchy. Yeah, there. Innovators. What's he saying? Just innovators. 
Just the way that he says innovators, it's so like, whenever I listen to it, I just have that one word just running around inside my head the whole time. So in conclusion, my list is incense, colors, lakes, tarlow, shore, butter, and innovators. There you go. Good list. And is that us for the week? For the episode? Oh, for the for the night. I think it is actually, yeah. I was go. about to say you're rap region, but No. Nah, don't know what you've, that is. You've taken that carrot from in front of my face and just thrown it a week ahead. A week ahead next week. Be sure to tune in. <laughs> Alright, All so right, that well, is us done. Yeah. Yeah, another another night done. So thank you guys for watching. Be sure to check back in two days' time for the fun filled Friday. Uh, check out our socials as well. We post shit there that we don't talk about here. Uh, it's all at Get Cultured AU, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And you can listen to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast at Cultured. And there's also a Spotify playlist. And don't forget to eat your veggies. That's a wrap. <laughs>